This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name's Phil. It's Monday night. It's 7.30 till 8. We're live every week. Get your views in, get your comments in. Let us know what you thought to a great final few moments at West Brom where Leicester, did we pinch it? Did we earn it? Was it a good game? Listen, seven points out of the last nine. It's felt a bit stuttery just before that, but I think we got back into it and we'll have to look at that. We want your views. We want your comments. Everything tonight is about what you guys want to see. And let us know. The Leicester City machine is the Leicester City machine is on the march again. Leicester on TV presents a variety of content like fun discussions, match analysis, and engaging with Leicester fans worldwide. We want your views live. Thanks to our sponsors: Everard, Follow Blinds, Pocket Eyes, Tim Carlising, Distillers Direct, Hologram, Take. Leicester City Machine is on the march again. Leicester Fan TV presents a variety of content like fan discussions, match analysis, and engaging with Leicester fans worldwide. We want your views live. Thanks to our sponsors, Everards, Follow Blinds, Pocket Eyes, Pink Car Leasing, Distillers Direct, Hologram, Take Me, Nubian Co, and the Fox's Arms and Rainbows. We are live in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Good evening there. We were having some sort of tech meltdown. I don't know what was going on, but good evening, Bubba. Hope you're well. Karen, hope you're well. Can't beat a last-minute winner. Did you think Winks was going to miss it, Karen? Were you watching between your fingers? Richie, hope you're well. Says good evening. Good win for Leicester on Saturday in there. Keith, smashing it again. Can't see us losing before the new year. Keith, don't 
don't say things like that. I mean, it's great if you feel like that, but we play Ipswich in those games amongst others. So uh, get your views in. Do you agree with Keith there? Craig says, Winks is magic. I think we are in. We were the better team in the end. It was very close. It was very close. Matt is watching. I'm well. How are you, Matty? Uh, good result. Great result at West Brom, Matty. Were we a bit lucky? If you're a West Brom fan, would you feel like you should have got it? But uh, as Andy says here, three points is three points. But that first half was a hard match. I think that's interesting, Andy. And Lox is going to join me very, very shortly. It's very tricky to be grumbling at the moment. But I know what you mean. That first half in particular was, and the whole of the 90 minutes at Sheffield Wednesday, was a hard watch. Uh, Andrew just goes, winks. Yeah, get in there, mate. Uh, Bob says, uh, no watch-along lately. Bob, when the, we have a, mostly hosting the watch-alongs, Bob, we have Elijah and Michael. Uh, they're both ba- based at Seattle and Canada, Toronto. So when it's a 12.30 kickoff on a Saturday, it's like 4 a.m. for them. So bless them, they do get up, but sometimes they just can't can't manage it. Uh, Tom, Reedy, a lot of us at the matches, so uh, it just didn't happen. Bubba says, time stood still when that Nacho pass went through. Needed to take those two points back. To be fair, Bubba, I must admit, when they scored, I feared the worst. I thought they were going to go on and maybe pinch a win, but they overcommitted going for that win. Fair play to them for having a go, but um, yeah, they messed it up. Richie says, looking very smart. I know, look, I've got a bit of a... Anybody... I don't know. Do they still make these? Fox and Crop. I'm literally running late today from work and, um, yeah, wearing a bit of Fox and Crop. Uh, Matty says, finding a way to win as long as we do. Keep getting your views in. Keep getting your comments in. We're here for the next 25 minutes. I'm going to add Locks in, who runs a Fox's Focus show for us on Thursdays. Locks, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Matt. I feel a bit underdressed uh, with you wearing that and me wearing a, a Lester Rudy, but there we That'd go. Smart. I mean, people. somebody will be watching this saying, Phil, you're wearing red and you've got a red shirt behind you and we don't play him. Fox, do you remember Fox and Crop? I don't think they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so, no. I don't think so, no. Pro- no. Probably another merchandising idea that went tits up. Uh, Locks, listen, you and me, and we always say this, I'm going to start this off by saying, for me, Leicester Fan TV is all about allowing people to have different views, having a debate, but doing it in a nice way. Sometimes me and Locks will have little arguments or little disagreements, but it's always good banter, Locks, between us and listening to other people's opinions, isn't it? I think Andy just put on there, it was a tough watch that first 45 minutes. I know you're very, very positive about everything at the moment. And you get quite cross with me and fans who are saying, you know, it is painful to watch at times. What's your take on it? Um, I think it depends. I don't find it painful to watch. And that's not even me trying to be positive because I, I don't know. I, I see what they're trying to do. Um, you know, yes, I would have liked more uh, improvement compared to where we were at the start of the season. I think I think right now we're at where, where, we, where we were at at the start of the season. Um, and then we improved and then we've kind of slumped back into this where we are now. Um, and I think we'll just go through waves, mate. I think, you know, I think that that unbeaten run we went on, the winning streak we went on, nine games, I think that will come again. But I just think it's impossible to keep those levels at, you know, for, for 10 games, 11 games in a row. I think we will get back there. And I think it will just be about waves of of uh, playing good, really good and then playing average 
So, and I know some people think we're not playing average. Some people think we're playing bad. I think we're playing average at the minute. And uh, for me, average with our players is enough to still win your games in the championship. I, I think I agree with you lots. And I think we're all looking at this glass of whatever it is, glass of Leicester City at the moment. I think some games it comes off and against West Brom, I'm going to say we were slightly lucky. I think many, many West Brom fans would walk away going, oh, we should have at least got a draw from that and they could have maybe pinched it. Sheffield Wednesday, we, we could have walked away with a win from that and they sort of pinched a draw back, but well earned. There's been lots of games this season, lots, where very fine lines between who's won it. Like, we've lost against Hull at home and we really could have beat them. We've won away at QPR, Rotherham, Huddersfield. We could have easily not won some of those games. It, it, I think we've we've ended up on the right side of it a lot more than we than perhaps we could have done at times. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, you know, the people that say, oh, we were lucky to win games, and it's not just you, because Reedy, for example, said it a lot. when Even when we were winning nine games in a row, uh, Reedy was talking about luck. But, I mean, we, the game we lost against Hull, was that not luck? Because... Uh, they their their goal was a deflection. So why yes. are we not, why are no, we not saying they're, they're getting lucky? But, you know what I mean? But I am saying that lot. So I'm saying yeah, it's, I know been you very, are, yeah. it's it's been very lucky either way as to as to a lot of the results. They've been very fine lines. And um, I think a lot of the games, the other team could have said, oh, we should have beaten Leicester. Or we could have beaten Leicester. We could, you know, there's not been many, perhaps Blackburn away and perhaps Leeds at home, we did deserve to lose locks. Yeah, and uh, as Nick said there, you make your own luck at times, which you, you have to do. You have to make your own luck. I think, um, you know, it's the championship. It's scrappy, and you need moments like that at the end of the match against West Brom where you've got a counter-attack. By the way, what on earth were West Brom doing? Uh, I mean, yes. fair play to them. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. Uh, but, you know, you don't do that against, uh, you know, a newly relegated team with, with top players. So, yeah, I, I think... You know, I was saying on Jamie's show on Sunday, like, I wanted us to go out and beat teams 3-0 every week. But I didn't, and, and I thought we would more, more than we have. But I don't expect it. And I am happy with 1-0 or 2-1 wins and the odd 1-1 or something, um, you know, thrown in there. I'm, I'm happy with that all season if it means we go up. I, 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 it, the championship, it's not about Enzo's job. It's not about winning every game. It's about winning enough games to go up. And I think he's doing that, clearly. And I think he will continue to do it. I think, uh, keep getting your views and keep getting your comments in. Ian the Super Fox says, uh, we need to have a good December for results and points to maintain our tops uh, and points. And Ian, I would say to that is, look at it, Ipswich. My goodness me. They mm. are absolutely keeping up with us. That Boxing Day match is going to be a real uh, Bobby Dazzler, as they say. Matty says here, um, great defensive record, only conceded 13, I think. But going forward, we need to be more ruthless in there. Um Nick also put in here, you need to make your own look at times. I think we did ride the look on Saturday against them. Uh, this, this Carlos, I again, it's difficult because, looks, I don't want to get too much into this debate, but I must admit, stood in the freezing cold at Sheffield Wednesday on Wednesday. I, I did sort of, again, don't want to be grumbly, but, it's you know, we're only halfway through the season. Not quite even there yet. Mm -hmm. um, I can see why some fans say it, at the, how we are at the moment. It, we would struggle in the Premier League. But I, I think really worry about that yet, do we? Well, the one thing I would say is I think we would have better players if we were in the Premier League. Mm. So I, I We'd think, have to. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. If Enzo came in fresh in the Premier League, I would fear, you know, having to get uh, his style and his system across to the players so soon. But um, yeah, I think we'd have better players. We would need better players. And and obviously, by the time we get, to, not if, by the time we get to the Premier League, which I think we will, um, I think, you know, that's a full year then of Enzo football, of Enzo ball. And uh, he'll, he'll have a stamp on the squad. And then he'll, you know, hopefully, we hope, because... Uh, we didn't have it in the last trans- the last couple of transfer windows with Rodgers, but hopefully he's able to bring in some players of his own because um, I think you know so far he's brought in Callum Doyle, you know, which was a which was an Enzo sign in, and I think he's done he he was okay he was okay when he was there. Um, I think he's a better option than James Justin, if I'm honest. And I hate to say it because I love JJ, but I just think we have not looked the same at the back since he's been out. Uh, Doyle's been out the team. Um, Cassidy has been a, a, an absolute failure, in my opinion. Uh, I think we should send him back in January, personally, mate. It's a bit harsh, I know, but I don't see why we, we should contribute to his development when we're not going to sign him anyway at the end of the season. And He's not a short-term solution, so why have we got him? That's why. Well, it's Ndidi not on, off to AFCON, and then there's a lot of rumours of people like Ndidi, Inacho, Pats and Daka. Uh, leaving potentially in January because, you know, contracts are up. I... I before, go on, you can react to that. No, no, that was it. Well, well, yeah. well, I think, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, of course. So that's why Cassidy. Well, well, it's numbers, but mate, he's awful. I don't think he's good at all. And and I was, I actually kind of slated, uh, I don't think it was Reedy, I can't remember, back back a few weeks ago for being a bit harsh on Cassidy, but I don't think he's any good, mate. I really don't think he's any good. And yeah, in two years time, he might be, he might, he might turn into a good player, but like, he, we ain't going to sign him, so why? I don't see why we need to develop him and and help towards that. I I think he's terrible. I really do think he's terrible. Okay, well, uh, I disagree. I think there's a player there in Cassidy. I've seen flashes of it. Mm. I've seen he, he had one game against Sunderland. We won. We won, and he was the guy that day. I think I made him yeah. man of the match, and he he looked on it. But he's got a like you say, he's got to look on it a lot, lot more than he does. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday didn't look on it at all. Here's the next question for you. Keep if you're watching this, keep getting views in, keep getting comments in. We literally, as ever, no script. We just rely on your questions and where you want to do. Gav Hogan has got a very, very simple question for me to ask you here, Locks. Where's Cannon? No idea, mate. No idea. It's the only thing uh, I, uh, you know, people have been throwing. A few different things at Enzo or asking questions of Enzo recently. And, and really the only question I have of Enzo is, yeah, like in that in that West Brom, in the Sheffield Wednesday game, for example, you won the up. You know, Vardy played a lot of minutes. Why? Why not just why not just bring him on? You know, you clearly don't want Dakar anywhere near the first team. Clearly, clearly. Um why not give Cannon a shout? You know, and I, I think he actually has been good this season. I, I you know. I'd give him a six or seven out of ten, um, but why not? Why not throw him in? Really, that's the only question I have for Enzo at the minute. Um, I, I would were, like to were, see him. Were we not? I mean, this is sort of based on Gav's question. There, on we're having a very different discussion today because in the ninety whatever it was, fifth minute, fourth minute, uh, West Brom completely overcommitted because they were trying to win it. And then we did a breakaway goal and made it 2-1. We'd have we'd be having a very, very different chat, Locks, if we'd just gone to Sheffield Wednesday, been 1-0 one, one up and then thrown away a lead and gone 1-1. Because we did the same against West Brom. And in both, it, I, I know we pinched it, 
but it, it was effectively we threw, a, threw away a lead again away from home. Both games, he left Vardy on for the whole game at Sheffield Wednesday. He left Ian Nacho on the whole game against um, West Brom. I think only played two subs on Saturday. Again, I'm not being critical. I'm just posing the question here, Locks. We, we pinched the win. Ian Nacho wasn't great on Saturday, let's be honest. Uh, it's hindsight. Like you Where's, said. I mean, where look is at I mean, Bubba's comment, Nacho's pass, right? You know, it's all hindsight. If that never came off, then I think we'd be slating, you know, if it was a draw like it was against Sheffield Wednesday, we'd be slating the lack of substitutes a lot more. So it's all hindsight. And that's what it is with football. It's it's so easy now for us to to look back and say this and say that. Um, when if it finished a draw, if it finished 1-1, on Saturday, we would be, you know, what well, I wouldn't, but some people would be absolutely slating the, the lack of subs. So I get what you're saying. Um, I'm surprised Vardy's played as many minutes as he has in recent weeks. Um, but I mean, if he say if if he believes he can he can manage it, if he if he thinks he can manage a 90 minutes and the fitness team do and and Enzo thinks he can, then obviously fair enough. But yeah, I, ju- I just really like Cannon. I saw someone put a comment, we'll need him in January, so maybe we're saving him, but give him some minutes leading up to to January, where we might need him a bit more. And I think we probably will see that over December. I think we probably will see some minutes from, from Cannon. But we want him to get on, you know, score a goal, mate, you know, and, and get on a nice little run of form. You, you might score in a few games and, and it will help his confidence come January. So, Yeah, I agree in there. Uh, Nacho was poor on Saturday, says Daniel in there. Nick Ball says, give Cannon a shout and we are without Nacho and Daka in January. Um, what if we picks up an injury? I know this can apply to yeah, the yeah. Afghan period. True. Yeah, Nick's got a point in there. Um, there's a comment I want to get in here, which is absolutely fine. Gary says here, Phil, please talk about the positives. You seem to always be half empty. Gary, I guess I'm just, I'm looking at it as a whole picture and I'm just saying that, you know, I, I think in the end we were lucky to take the win on Saturday, but that was great. But let's take Gary's point there. And Gary, I'd love you to put in what are all your big positives at the moment, because then we can talk about those. Ask us a question about those. I'm going to pick one out, Gary, but please put one in there. I'm going to say, Locks, let's talk some positives. Let's talk about Dewsbury Hall and um, Winks. I gave Dewsbury Hall man of the match in my books, but a lot of people didn't give it to Dewsbury Hall, I think. And Diddy got it on the Sky game. Yeah. Um, you gave it to Winks, but I thought it, it was Dewsbury Hall for me. What about you? Take What's your take on the Dewsbury Hall and Winks sort of link up and partnership that's obviously starting to happen better? Yeah, well, there's a clear bromance there off the pitch as well, it seems. Um, you know, they are two extraordinary footballers at this level, in my opinion. Um, different different types of players. Um, you know, Winks is a, is a strange one. I think the role he's in now suits him more you know more than any other role he could possibly sit in um he's not great defensively and he's not really great going forwards i say that after he's just scored a goal and he scored a great goal against uh qpr earlier on but um i think where he is now and the system he's playing in suits him to the ground and that's why there's a big worry about what will look like if he had an injury and he was on the sidelines for for quite some time um, that would be a big worry um Dewsbury hall i think everyone expected or everyone wanted him to to you know Hit the, hit the championship, um, basically, yeah, set it on fire. And I think you know, I wouldn't say set it on fire, but he's been he's been probably top three best players to the championship this season. Um, moments of magic in the Coventry game, as we all remember. Um, you know, a couple headers now. I think he scored as well, which you wouldn't have associated with with uh, Dewsbury Hall prior to the season. So, 
Uh, yeah, he's turning up, mate. And and that's what we want. You know, we want people to turn up when, and, and fair play to him. I'm sure he would have got a move. You know, I'm sure he could have got a move to the Premier League in the summer. Um, but he stuck around. He's clearly a, 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 a Leicester lad, obviously, as we all know, Shep Shed. Uh, he loves Leicester. And I think it will be probably, you know, I think no matter what he goes on to do in, in, in his career later down the line, uh, if he leaves us, wherever he goes, I think if he gets us promoted with the contribution that he's had so far, I think he'll he'll look at that as probably one of his his greatest moments in his career uh, when he retires in 10 years' time or whatever. Uh, ben says don't put KDH on set yeah, pieces. No. A few people have mentioned that that some of these set pieces and corners, again, Ga Gary's going to shoot me because I'm going to say they've not been great. You do wonder at some of the set pieces and corners that we do. I just want to talk about a quick Phil, like obviously about the, the whole negativity thing, right? Because obviously there's been a lot of talk yeah, about that. People I'm just feel... like, we're allowed an opinion, aren't we? We're allowed to discuss no, the game and, and say, oh, well, the corners are not great. It's a, yeah. just a talking point. Here's my thoughts on it, Phil. I think... I mean, you, you can say the corners are great locks. No, no, I, I'm not even on about the corners. I'm just talking about in general. So, you know, last season, well, yeah. you know, last season when you had Rodgers in his, his post-match uh, conference or whatever, or even people online... If, if any of us tried to take positives out of last season, people would shoot us down and say, there were no positives. We got relegated. So I think on the flip side, people are a bit frustrated now that we're top of the league, flying high, and people are coming out with negatives. So it, it seems like last season, you wouldn't be allowed to bring out a positive. But this season, we have to accept, oh, people are talking negatively. I just don't like it. I understand and I respect your opinion, uh, but... I just don't think it's the time, you know. So, so look, so we, we can't talk about set pieces or corners. No, no, we can talk about that. I'm on about, in like, there seems we to be too much. you've just said. You've just said we can't. But why can't we talk I'm about... I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with yeah, you. The I know set you pieces are. are terrible. The set pieces are but terrible. You, are, you can't say that. No, no, you can. You just but, said I can't. But I think, mate, the <laughs> the frustrating thing has been, it's felt as if Enzo has, like, has, has to justify the way he plays. And I yeah. hate that because the justifications on the league table, that there yeah. is the there is the justification you need. Where uh, I read, I saw today with two point four points a game or two point six points a game uh, this season. I, I think you know we're top of the league. We went on a nine game winning streak. It's the best start to a championship season ever by any team. Um, we're on course for over a hundred points. I, I I look at it overall and think there there isn't. I I don't feel comfortable in bringing up negatives when we're playing, uh, when when we're sat where we are, and, and we, you know. But I understand what you, where you're coming from, and I think it is the case of the, uh, you know, half full, half empty, you know, wh whatever type of person that you are. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like after a loss, there is or a draw, there is an overreaction. I really oh, do yeah. feel like there's an overreaction, especially the whole game, the first loss, and then. Um, and then even the draw, even the draw against uh, Sheffield Wednesday, that was massive, massive overreaction, in my opinion. It's the championship. These things happen. Get over it. Build a bridge. We're still going up and we're still going up as champions. That's it. Is it. I agree with you there, Locks. I just think they're talking points. And the whole point of they are, yeah. the whole point of fans is to have, have different views, but have a debate about it as well. And I listened to everything you said there. And I quite agree with everything you say, apart from, apart from there are some bits where you go, well, we can talk about how great some things are but at the same time we can talk about talk about how some things maybe need to be worked on we can talk about why did he play Vardy for 96 minutes at Sheffield Wednesday why did he play Nacho you know is 
like you say, on Saturday, the fact he played Nacho for the whole game led to the winner. So some yeah. some games it will come off and some games we'll talk about short corners being frustrating. It, it, it's the style of it's the question of the style of play that annoys me the most. That's they're the negative comments I don't like because this style of play I look at it as a not a one-off game, right? If you want to have a moan about a one-off game and and individual mistakes or uh you know from Enzo as well substitutions whatever, I, I don't have a problem with that. It's the style of play comments that I don't like because this style of play actually has us top of the league. And it has us on course to go up. And I think, fair enough, if you don't like it, say you don't like it. But I just feel like people are, not not everyone, but some people are trying to pick at, at the style of play and saying, you know, we, we need to do this differently. We need to do that differently. We need to trust Enzo. That's what we need to do, in my opinion. Um, yeah, you know, I could talk all night about this. But yeah, I, I just, it, it's just, it feels like, Every press conference Enzo goes into, there is a comment about fans being frustrated with his style of play. And I really don't like that because I think if you're top of the league, that tells you what the style of play is doing and the football's doing. Yes, and and that I agree with. While while we are, and hopefully we stay there for the rest of the season and go back up, like you say, there there is little to grumble about. When it gets towards the end of the season... And hopefully we're still top and we are going up. I think the debate, like we've just touched on maybe 10 minutes ago, which was what players and how will we need to play and how will we need to strengthen? Because that that will become part of the, the topic, like we say. I think things like uh, players going out in January is going to be interesting and how the club reacts to the January transfer window to keep us at the top as well, Locke. So I think that's going to be an interesting time for the club to see how much do they back um, and hopefully they do financially by by bringing in a couple of players. Yeah, I think it's tough, mate, because I think when you get to January, if we're in a similar position to where we are now in terms of the... Because I think we'll still be top, but I'm saying in terms of the gap, it's going to be interesting to see whether we start recruiting for the Premier League or if we are recruiting for maybe, you know, Enzo wants this player here to to ensure that we go up. You know, it, it's, it's a tough one. Um, I think if we still had like a uh, whatever point gap we had against Ipswich, let's say, was it was it eight was it six points or eight points at one point ahead of Ipswich? Um, I think then you can, you know, if we continued that until January with only however many games left, um, I think then the the priority might be recruiting for the Premier League. But it's going to be tough in January to see what actually happens. I think top came out with his statement after relegation last season and. He, he he says that he uh, there was a big investigation or whatever uh, uh, I can't remember what he called it, um, but um, they accept the things that they've done wrong. Blah 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 blah. It's time to see if he puts his money where his mouth is. You know, if you're going to back him, and I know there are sometimes FFP constraints. I don't think there are now because I think we're still about thirty million quid in profit after the Barnes and Madison sales. Mm. Uh, and the and the the wages that you've saved from getting rid of uh, Tillemans and whoever else. So it's going to be interesting to see if he does put his money where his mouth is and he does back Enzo. Um, because as far as I'm aware, and you know we'll have to get clarification, but as far as I'm aware, FFP isn't a constraint at the minute, especially with the the level of player we're we're going to be going for. We're not going to be going for thirty million pound players. We're going to be probably be going for you know a couple ten million pound players and maybe a a fifteen or something. So. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, mate. But I think there is definitely a creative midfielder needed, as as there is there. 
in my eyes, that should be Illish chair from QPR, but that's a that's a, a story for another day. Um, uh, probably another defender. Uh, you know, and then you've got the option for Fatawu to be made permanently. I think that's fifteen million, isn't it? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of business to be done, and and also I'm sure they'll be trying to tie down Ndidi whilst he's in this you know vein of form in this new role under Enzo. I think he'll be trying to tie down Ian Acho probably still. Um, some people might agree with that or disagree. I think they'll both go because on freeze on free yeah. contracts. Yeah. I'm not sure they will. I don't think well, that, I, that's that's what I assume they're doing. I think one or if not both might sign a contract. Uh, I'd be surprised if we would pay them probably what they would want again. I'd be surprised if we're going to carry on yeah, playing yeah. people like Endidio and Inacho seventy-five to hundred grand a year if we go back up. Well, the, well, yeah. The fact is that from January they can sign. A contract yeah. with a foreign club. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll I mean, see. That's only my take. We will see. I would just assume they'll wind their contracts down, and then yeah. some. Some team, maybe Premier League or, or European, will come in for. But they'll both be highly desired on a free by lots of teams. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, who knows? The same with Vestergaard. I'm sure we won't offer him a new contract. I'm not. Knows? I'm not. I'm not sure on that, mate. Honestly, I'm not sure on. But we'll see. Yeah, we. Could, I could be completely wrong, but I think we might. I don't know. They might surprise us. They might not. Uh, but I mean, especially in Didi and, and Vestergaard, I think Leicester fans would be happy with them signing new contracts um, with how they're playing. I think they've both been, I think they've both been completely, you know, they've, they've turned around completely since Enzo's come in. Will's think... been massively helped by playing in a, yeah. in an attacking role. And Vestergaard for me, has been our best defender this season. So, yeah. So- so, in that vein, Locks, we're changing the topic slightly here. I I agree. I want everybody who's watching, just to very quickly, because we've not got long left, to put in the comments, would you keep Wilf? So, you can say Wilf, yes, no, and Vestergaard, yes, no. I, I keep coming back to Vestergaard, and yes, he played very well on Saturday, and maybe man of the match. He's found his level, Locks. Honestly, we've seen we've had two years of him in the Premier League. I wouldn't want to put him on a big contract. We, we were trying to shift him on to Fulham. We were trying to shift him on some German team. So I I just, for me, Vestergaard, really pleased to have a great season in the championship. But for me, I think we need to look, if we get, yeah, get into the Premier League. I mean, I, I found his level harsh, I think. I think he, Maybe. Did, okay. I think he did okay. He did, he did quite good at Southampton. Uh, obviously, when he joined us, it, it was shocking. But how much is that of that is down to Brendan Rodgers? I mean, Vestergaard, if I'm not mistaken, was brought in following the Fafana leg leg break. Um, whether it was a panic buy or what, I don't know. You know, whether we whether we would have signed him without that Fafana injury, I don't think we we would have. Um, but he 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 clearly feels. I don't know if you saw it on. Uh, uh, when you're smiling podcast, but he was inter- interviewed by Owen. He he clearly had beef with uh, with Rogers, uh, and he fe- and he felt unfairly treated by Rogers. And now you've got a manager that puts his trust in you suddenly, and puts you in a system that suits you. He's turned it around, and I think in this system in the Premier League, I think he probably would do okay. Um, but again, as with everything in football, it's all hindsight. He could sign a contract. We go to the Premier League, and he's absolute 
you know, whatever. I won't swear. So you, you just don't know. You don't know. But I, I think he deserves a contract, even if it's maybe, yeah, maybe a four or five year contract is is over the top. But even a two year deal or something like that, see him through for, for a couple of years and then who knows what's going to happen after that. Yeah, that's fine. And I think I've just put a load of comments up on there. I, I think I think generally you said I think you said most Leicester fans would say Vestergaard to stay. I, I think it I think it'd be a split decision myself. But that's all part of the debate. Yeah, uh, yeah. That we can get in there. Just before we go, locks and we are slightly running over. Uh, people have put a few comments in there just about Hermanson. Again, sort of a bit of a split personality at times. Very, very good for ninety percent of the times. Mm. Again, on on Saturday, some of these. Slight. I know it's the playing the Enzo way, and I'm not being negative. I, I'm just discussing part of the point. Again, last couple of games, some of this passing out from the back can get quite exciting and dicey. Yeah, I mean, uh, risk and reward, as they say, with uh, playing out from the back. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we've seen too much rewards with it. Uh, you know, we, I mean, apart from being top of the league, obviously. But I'm, I'm saying when you actually look at our goals, I don't think... Too many of them have come from from playing at the back directly, but I think it's it's going to happen. You know, you've got a, a keeper there who is inexperienced. I think it's fair to say, um, but you know, Enzo handpicked him. You know, you you had Everson who had a good end to the season last year after the absolute tragedy that was Danny Ward. Um, and as soon as Enzo comes in, it was like, okay, I don't want new Iverson, I don't want new Ward, and and even Stolicic was uh, the backup, you know. So that shows the type of keeper that that Enzo won. And you know, all I'll say, I'm not going to moan too much about Hermanson because can you imagine Danny Ward trying to play that role? Uh, you know, coming out and and forming a part of the back the back four or whatever, you know. So I think he's I think he's done mo- uh, done good most of the time. I just think. Um, Risk and reward means that every now and then you'll have a, a clangor, and, and he's had a few recently. But hopefully, he can he can put that to one side. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think he is Premier League quality, or looks like he could be if we get back yes. up there. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So for yeah. me, I, I think he's certainly the best keeper we've had since Casper, by without a shadow of a doubt. And I think sometimes <laughs> some of his passes into the middle and out there, partly. They're a bit hospital passes, but it's also how the players he's passing to them to deal with it. And if they yes. don't deal with it, it makes Hermanson's pass look dodgy. Yeah, because that's why I, I, Ian Acho had a little Barney with someone on the pitch. I can't remember who it was because they, uh, Ian Acho didn't make himself an option for Hermanson, which yeah. led to that, which led to one of those errors. You know, if you're if your job is to ping one into midfield you need as many options as you can because if there's just one or two, it's it's too predictable, right? For the opposition, they're going to know where it's getting pinged to. So you need that extra option and it does rely on that. Um, some fans, it seems, want us, wants him to just boot it. You know, uh, good old, uh, you know, I was going to say Brexit ball there. It's a bit, bit harsh, but, um, you know, just, just bash it up there and that's not what Enzo wants and, you know, that's it. So it, it does, it you know, passing out from the back, it relies on everyone making themselves an option, getting into the positions. Um, so that that will be where the mistakes come. Best goalkeeper since Steve Liner. <laughs> do, do you get that one, Locks? No, no, I, I know he is, but I don't get the reference. Don't get the okay. reference. He, he, he's an, he was a great winger for Leicester, but one game famously had to go in goal for us. Ah, okay. So we had three goalkeepers because you didn't have to substitute goalkeepers, Locks, back oh. in the old days. Wow. In there. Um, 
it, listen, it's been locks. It's been great having a debate and a chat with you because that's what it's all about. I, like Dorco says here, I preferred the Ranieri way. So did I, Dorco. So did I. But we're not there. As Lox will say, we've got to enjoy the Enzo way, haven't we, Lox? Yeah, how did that end up, eh? The Ranieri way. After, afterwards, long term. We long won term. the Premier League. Long term, Phil. Long term. Long term. Come on. Uh, come Champions on. League, Premier League. Ah, mate, come we, on. Long, and long then we, term. And then, and then we did the dirty on the best manager. That's what happened. That's what it's, happened. Uh, yeah, I'd... Uh, it's just, it's mad though, isn't it? Because it's like, it that was only, that was only, what, eight years ago. Um, yeah. But even now, eight years ago, you look at it and think, it doesn't, that doesn't belong in football anymore. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I, you know, I don't think we'll see a, a 4-4-2 from Enzo anytime soon. By the way, Jono, no, I know Ranieri worked out very well. I'm just saying long-term... <laughs> Yes, lots. Got sacked. You, you did just say that lots. How did we that got work found out. out. We got found out. We got found out. It basically I, I, is what I, I'm trying to again, say. I, I don't think we did. I think the players capitulated on him. I think it's interesting, Locks. I I tell you what, in the championship, one one thing I've been amazed at sometimes is watching some of these teams who have clearly not got the players Leicester have got trying to play out from the back. I was yeah. at Sheffield Wednesday. They were playing out from the back. I'm like, my God, these guys are bottom of the of the championship uh, in a woeful position with a chairman that's going do lally and asking fans to play 100, pay 100 quid to get the wages out. And they're still playing it out from the back. And I'm like, wow, you, you just think, even at that level, in some ways, sometimes I watch some of these teams going, I'm 4-4-2 type of football and, and get it forward. Because Sheffield the, Wednesday were messing around with it at the back as well. It's very interesting yeah, the, to watch how everybody is doing it this way. And you think somebody will reinvent it and come and say, do you know what? We're going to go counter-attacking football and play on the break. Well, yeah, I think the um, recently, I mean, the best team I've seen against Leicester play out from the back were Hull. Hull did it very well. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, it's been ever since Pep Guardiola, and it has. It has been since Pep Guardiola has come to England. That's where the it, it's it's kind of really, really made its way through the country. And you even see teams now in League One or League Two playing it as well, um, which I'm sure you wouldn't have seen 20 years ago. So, um, you know, there it's trends in football. It's trends. And I'm sure it will change again in the future. Um you know, I, 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 I don't, I can't see a world now in which we will have, a, you know, a big man and a, and a and a fast man as the strikers and heading it down and whatever. I can't see that happening anytime, you know, in the near future. But you never know. You never know. And um, oh, I think, I think one day it will come back. Some somebody will reinvent it, bring it back, and we'll be like, oh my gosh, this Spanish Spanish manager just invented this new style of football and everyone <laughs> forgot that it was the way we play. A lot of how we play now is quite like how they used to play way back in the it, 50s it's and like, 60s with the three yeah. and the, the wing halves, as they used to be called, or whatever. Well, it's, well, it's, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, if they do bring it back, mate, it's like now, you know, when we look back to Ajax, total football, yes. um, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe in 30 years, they'll look back at Ranieri's Leicester. Maybe, yeah. maybe they will, but who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Listen, Locks, we've overrun because we're having such a good chat. It's been brilliant getting you on. I hope uh, everybody must tune in and watch you on Thursday night, Locks. What time are you going live this week? It'll be seven o'clock on Thursday, Fox's Focus. 
um we will yeah be talking about everything everything uh a lot of positivity as always and then also uh some negativity i'm sure uh, at some point we'll, we'll make its way through not from me maybe the comments but not from me negativity on monday's positivity on thursday <laughs> all on leicester fan tv i've ruined the balance being on tonight i've ruined the balance it's a positivity week on leicester fan tv it go. is, and hopefully Locks will be looking forward to Plymouth Argyle, and yes. a game again that we should win, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. Listen, Locks, thanks for joining us, and everybody tune in to see Locks at 7 o'clock on Thursday. Cheers, mate. All good. See you soon. Cheers, Locks. Thanks a lot to Locks, and thanks for everybody who's watching. Thanks for getting your views in. Thanks for your comments. As ever, we can't do this show without you guys and getting them in there. It's been great to have Locks on and have his views. Like we say, that's what Leicester Fan TV is all about. It's a debate. For me, whether you're winning or losing, you can have the debate. We can do it nicely. We can have a nice chat. I can agree with Locks. I can disagree with Locks. It wouldn't be the same if we all sort thought exactly the same. And hopefully, you can get your views in on Leicester Fan TV. And join us anytime and get some comments in. So from me, Phil, I'll see you next week. Thanks to these guys. Thanks for watching Leicester Fan TV. Thanks to our sponsors, Everards, Bolo Blinds, Booker Pies, Pink Car Leasing, Distillers Direct, Hologram, Take Me, Newbie and Cow, The Fox's Arms and Rainbows. Run by the fans, for the fans. Follow us on socials at Leicester Fan TV and visit LeicesterFanTV.com for all the latest news, views and videos. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.